welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine. I'm your host for this beautiful podcast that we all love to listen to, right? People tell me in the comments. I really want to hear about you. And um, today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Sarah Patterson. Hi, Sarah. Hello, hello. Welcome and thank you for accepting my invitation. Oh, it's an absolute delight to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so everybody who's listened to prior episodes, a few weeks ago, we had Melina Kolotla. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. She was here and we started talking about, of all things, I never think I would talk about, we were talking about climate change. And it's like... <laughs> How did I get there? I have no idea. But then she introduced me to Common Earth. And so if you guys want to listen to it, it's like a few weeks back. Just go check a few week episode. But because she talked to me about them, then I contacted them. And now Sarah works with Common Earth. So <laughs> Sarah, if you want to just maybe introduce yourself sure. to the people who are listening. So um as you said, my name is Sarah Patterson. Um, I have been with Common Earth since its inception, which was about two years ago. Um, I've officially been given the title of president, but uh, I think these titles are kind of silly, so um, <laughs> that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. But um, my primary role is in, um, in, is in facilitation of Common Earth and of um, the facilitators of, of bringing together the facilitation team so that we can help deliver sort of consistent experiences across the board as we grow. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, if that's, that suffices as an intro or. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. That's great. So for everybody listening, I'm going to tell you the reason why is I was drawn to common earth. Well, first of all, I was drawn to it because it's a three principle based uh, conversation and I'm a three principles based person. So I love that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I do love earth and I do love nature and I do my part in hopefully helping. Um, and when I had that conversation with Melina, it really drew me to it. But the thing that really, really like kicked me in the butt was they are Canadian. <laughs> they are in Toronto. So I thought it was like fun to know. And I'm, I'm actually happy to see that, you know, it's coming from Toronto. So that being said, can you tell the people listening, like, what is it like, what is your goal? Well, you got, you, you're busy now. Your people yeah. are sending you texts. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm trying to close it down. Um, <laughs> there we go. I've turned it off. Apologies. No. Um, yeah, so uh, our goal is a little bit difficult to articulate. And we've been spending a fair bit of time um, trying to craft uh, how, how we position all of that. And that's partly because I think what we are doing is approaching something from a a pretty unique perspective in that um, we don't want to position ourselves as an organization that has something concrete that says, 
here's 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 what we're offering. We've got some answers for people. Come join our course, and uh, and we'll we'll provide you with some of that kind of guidance. On the contrary, we're really trying to provide a space for people who can come and kind of collectively grapple with a recognition of the fact that we are part of a system that is heading off a cliff here if we carry on with the trajectory we're on. So recognizing that we're bumping up against um, some, some real constraints in terms of the climate, in terms of what we're doing with warming it, in terms of energy usage, in terms of all sorts of things, but then giving people a space and providing some the opportunity to acquire some tools so that we are now developing a common language and a common literacy, if you will, around understanding how interconnected and complex the climate crisis actually is. I think um, my experience in many climate discussions has been really focused on this sort of myth or fallacy or misunderstanding that the climate crisis is an energy crisis, that we, if we stop burning fossil fuel and move to greener sources of energy, then we've got this sucker licked. And, and, and that's just too narrow. I mean, there's certainly an element of the energy component to this for sure. But where we're coming from is that it is far more complex and far um, more interconnected with far more inputs than just the focus on the energy piece. And where we think it's really important to start is a recognition and understanding and an exploration of the ways in which our thinking got us here in the first place. The ways in which all of our social constructs are things that we thought up. We've created them. They're all man or better human made. And once we start to see that and see how made up it all is, it just starts to give us, I think, more license and more um, determination in recognizing that we can come up with better ways that serve us all better. And so I think that it, in one sense can be really kind of daunting and overwhelming to look at the enormity of the climate crisis we're facing. But then I get really excited when I say, okay, but if we go to the foundational level of our thinking and we make a shift there, then simultaneously we can be starting to tackle the ways that we're treating the planet and the ways we're treating each other and all of it, that the social justice issues that are part of climate issues, the ways that we've structured our um, economies to necessarily have these huge disparities and this gross concentrations of wealth amongst the very few and the rest of us sort of having the burden of more of the debt, those kinds of things all can start to be ways that we dream things up a little bit differently and then um, start to shift all of those things in conjunction with one another because they are all connected. So, yeah. so I get really excited about that. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. Like I could see, like I, even me, like after I, I chatted with you the first time, right? I, I really saw, I was like, oh my God, that's, this is huge. And even when I talked with Melina, when you listen to the episode, you'll see that I was kind of like, oh my God, you know, like it's kind of like, it's, it's not an area that I, that I look at, that I, I do my best, you know, but 
I can definitely see how clearing, um, clearing thinking, clearing, like seeing, oh, this is thought, this is not truth, let me put this aside, let me put this aside, how it would create a nice space where new, fresh thinking can come up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I yeah. totally, I, I totally get it. I mean, you just said a few things like, you know, like, cause it's so big for me. Like sometimes I, I hear words and I, I kind of like tune them out. <laughs> you know, I kind of, oh, this, this is too big. But in our conversation that we had, and, and just for those of you listening, so uh, let me, I'm going to say this and you can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Melina told us that you guys have a free eight week class. Basically it's an exploration, right? You guys are having eight weeks of exploration. So she told me about this class and I went to sign up. And when I signed up, I didn't receive a thank you for signing up message. I received a thank you for signing up. Let, let's chat first. <laughs> and so I had a, an hour conversation with Sarah. And in going through our conversation, I'm right now in my business so busy that I just didn't have time to invest on this. But I wanted to bring her in so that you guys who are listening who are, you know, that do want to be in this conversation can actually give her a call. So that being said, in this conversation, she told me a few things that for me, that just had an impact on me. And I'm sure you have plenty of others because you're at, like in this conversation. So you have other things, but I'm going to share the few that I've heard. So sure. the one that I heard uh, that had an impact, like I had two when I started talking, but now I have no more. Uh, right now I have one. The one that really did touch me was the one where innocently someone created, take a tree down, plant a tree. And you explained to me that that's, that's a good thought. That's like, it was nice that, that it comes from the right place, but there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. So can you like, can, I'm not going to dare explain what is the more to it than that. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that again? So, sure. Um, I think what you're pointing at there is when we were having our conversation, I was talking about the power of community and how we can um, use forests as a metaphor for the way in which we can support each other in this global effort, because all of the ways in which we've created divides are just that stories that don't make any sense. And so we need to start shifting around the understanding how interconnected and interdependent we all are and um, relating to each other as such. And so what we we're doing as people are going through this eight week long experience, and I can talk a little bit more about what that all entails is, um, creating a space where we've got a community of people that are sort of um, using this metaphor of the forest as uh, a way, that, uh, what we want to be emulating. And the idea there is that um, on the surface, forests look like a number of individual trees. 
But really what's amazing about them is that they've got this vast network under the ground of interconnected roots and mycorrhizal fungi that allow them to communicate and allow them to actually operate in a way that is more invested in the health of the forest than in any one individual tree. Mm -hmm. And that we need to start thinking about ourselves that way. But in that conversation, what I said to you, I think you were alluding to just now is that um, I think we used to think about, well, we can just cut down this tree and replace it and plant a new one. And um, as, as you know, that's, there's our sustainable kind of model, but that we didn't understand the complexity of the ways in which forests work. And a new growth tree is not a replacement for an old growth tree. They have not had the time to connect to that network and be a part of that forest in the same way. So it's not like for like, and that's, um, that's a really big distinction that, you know, as we start to learn these things and start to learn about the amazing wisdom of nature that we don't haven't even tapped into and don't understand, I think um, we, it just reinforces how much wiser nature is than, than us, even though we sort of tend to have this attitude of dominion and like we know better and think that's uh, getting us into trouble in all sorts of ways. Yeah, I, you know, it's so funny because you're talking and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable in the conversation, not, not because of you, but I, I, I'm just saying that I know that I've had these, like, I've had these conversation with other people who are more, are better than me, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm putting a hierarchy, but you know, like they're taking care of earth. That's just a, a thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're taking care of earth in a different way. And I remember, uh, you know, being judged for doing things, you know, like, I like I brush my teeth like I'm just gonna I'm giving you stupid example they're just surface examples but I want to I want to make a point so I remember having these kind of people home at the house for a party and I remember brushing my teeth and I remember them going what are you doing and I'm like I'm brushing my teeth well you need to have your glass you need a glass with a little bit of water you need to put your thing in you need to put your toothbrush in there and then brush and all of this and and I was looking at them like they had three faces but I see where they they were kind of like save water and all of that stuff I get that but the the manner in which it was communicated to me was very judgmental and very high like high and mighty like I'm doing something good you're an idiot yeah condescending that's the word thank you and and so I I saw this appear I saw this I was like oh my god people are gonna and I'm like I know it's just old old stuff but I want what I want to talk about is everybody's at their own place right and it's it we need to ref- not we don't need to but dare to investigate mm-hmm. dare to explore look yeah. at it and like i really love the conversation that, because everything that i do 
right? I'm, I'm, I'm working as a, as a coach. And what I'm looking at is that how, you know, we're okay. We're, we're always okay. The universe has got our back. We're, you know, like mm. we're here and it's going to be fine. And, and we have wisdom that guides us. And what I love, and I'm like, I'm so scattered. Okay, let me calm the shit down. What? <laughs> sorry about my language, people. I'm so sorry. Uh, what I loved and what you said was, the earth knows how to take care of, I only have shit. <laughs> but like when it, it, it takes out, when it pushes out, it does something with whatever they push out. And I don't remember, you had yeah. such better words than I did, than mm -hmm. I did. But you were basically saying that if we just look at nature, if we just look at planet Earth, it does its thing on its own. Yes. Yeah. And trusting right. some of that wisdom, but not sort of um, in a, and we can just kick our feet back up and yeah. um, just allow things to take its course. I think we've participated in getting here. We are a part of this amazing system that is the planet, that is the universe. Um, depending on where you want to draw the boundaries there, but it's all connected. Yeah. So I, I think there's there was so much, I mean, you're talking about how scattered you were, but for me, there was so much wisdom in what you were just talking about with the example <laughs> of, the, of the toothbrushing, because we as humans are so good at thinking we know the answers and what everybody else should be doing. <laughs> and thinking that it's perfectly okay to be going about spouting off what we think everybody else should be doing. And that if they're not in accordance with that, that somehow they're wrong. Um, and I've certainly been guilty of that all sorts of times. Same here. Same here. Ask my husband. But, um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that's helpful. And I don't think that's how we reach people. I think that it gets people's backs up. And I think it's a huge part of why when we're at, grappling at common earth with how do we shift, how do we, how do we start to, um, to move in this direction that we know we need to move in or else it's at our own peril. I mean, the planet will, will survive, but I mean, we'll take ourselves out and how many other species with us. Yeah. Um, and so recognizing that, what we need to start doing is tapping into each other's humanity and wisdom and really listening to each other and, and, and trusting our own innate wisdom that you were pointing to earlier. And all of a sudden, the conversations move away from you should brush your teeth with a glass of water or you should be a vegetarian or whatever judgments we want to have around how we think we're going to save the planet and moving to a far more creative, far more... Um, conversations with far more potential for really actually having the kinds of seismic shifts that we, we require here because we're reaching people's hearts as opposed to trying to rationally change minds, which is really uh, never effective. And I mean, and I think is really short-sighted because anybody that has the hubris to think that they've got the answer and they figure it out. And we, I just need to change everybody's minds to think the way I think it, <laughs> that's yeah. going to be pretty flawed. That's not the answer. The answer is 
We need to all be in this together, recognizing that we all need to be in this together, recognizing the role that thought plays in all of our thinking, recognizing that we are part of an incredibly complex and, and wise for the sake of not having, for lack of a better word, um, system that has been sort of unfolding here for 13.8 billion years and um, and understanding what that means in terms of our role in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, I really love the, I love the, we're, we're reaching the heart rather than, than dealing with all the construct of the past, basically. And it's not to say that the past is, is it's not to say bypass the past. It's just kind of say, okay, can you look fresh? Mm -hmm. Can you look anew? Is there like the, the past was there, there was some valid points, but you know, that moment is past. How's it looking now? Mm -hmm. Like, can you look at, at it now? Is it still valid? Mm -hmm. Yes, right. absolutely. I yeah. think that. And yeah. one of the, sorry, I was just going to say, you know, when I, when I talk about reaching hearts instead of minds, like clearly reaching our minds and changing the way we're thinking is a huge part of what we're up to. So it's a big, it's a, it's a big focus. We spend a lot of time on understanding and unpacking our thinking and um, recognizing our own blind spots in our thinking. And uh, thinking is a just foundational part to everything that we're doing. But I think in order to see things fresh and new, to use your words, mm -hmm. that you come at it through the heart, that that's where you start to have realizations mm -hmm. that open up and make space for the mind to accept seeing new and accept oh, maybe there is a, a new way that I could, or maybe there is a shift I could make in how I'm thinking about that or seeing that. And that's, and that's what I meant by the heart part is like, it, I think is where you reach people that uh, then makes the space for, okay, now I can think about things differently. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, I really like the mission. I think that uh, I'm hoping that it's touching somebody, you know, that's listening right now. Um, because you have now you just had one that started you had a five week that just just started now if somebody was interested to start now could they catch up would they be no. Able to, no and it's not because we don't have faith in people's ability to catch up it's because yeah. of this um in really central part to what we're doing of creating little communities of cohort that, that are sort of um microcosms of the larger caring community that we're trying to establish here and so um, what, we, um, what we like to do is have people see it through from start to finish. As you quite rightly pointed out, we had uh, a number of new cohorts that were starting in on their adventures with us as of last week. I don't know my technology. I don't know how to turn off all these bells and whistles. I'm really sorry. Um, um, but our next, so we do new intakes and start up a new eight-week class with multiple choices of dates and times every quarter. So the next round starts in October and we okay. do them each quarter. So then the next one after that will be January and people are welcome to just go onto the site, pick the dates and times that work for them in terms of time zones. One of the things that really also kind of um, gets me 
amped up and fired up is um, how international this has become. So yes, we're, we're based out of Toronto, but we have people who are participating from 25 different countries. And so it is not uncommon to join a class of 12 people and have two people be in Canada, two people be, um, this is obviously just an yeah, illustrative, yeah. Yeah. two people be in the United States, somebody in Ireland, somebody in Brazil, somebody in Kenya, someone in Uganda, someone in Australia. And so the richness of the conversation in terms of perspectives now that you're bringing in in terms of culture and in terms of you know, geography, when we're talking about what's going on with the planet and what people are seeing, and having somebody that's part of the geography of seeing, witnessing what's happening to the Brazilian rainforest has a lot to offer to everybody else, for example. So I really, I really appreciate that about what I'm seeing unfolding here is it's exciting. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. So if they want to sign up. So for those of you who are looking to, you know, sign up, the next class is October. Yeah. Um, but you you can sign up now. <laughs> and you can have a conversation with Sarah now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the website is commonearth.com. Yep. Okay. And um, the, the, there's also a second... Module. Um, module so if like so what's the second module yeah so if we think about the first one as really focusing on our thinking and the the ways in which we understand the role of thinking as being integral to all that we're exploring here uh understanding our place in the world understanding the agency we can have in all of this and not feeling completely overwhelmed by the enormity of it all etc cetera, etc cetera. Then the second module, I think, now focuses on some of the more concrete inputs that we need to understand are essential elements of what we're exploring. So things like um, our economic systems and how we absolutely need to move from the current system that is um, contributing so significantly to the climate crisis. If you have a, a, an economic system that is predicated on growth, 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 and consumerism, you can see the connection between <laughs> what's happening to the environment and um, the, the, the way in which that system operates. So we need to shift there. Uh, we also explore a little bit of thermodynamics, so understanding the role of um, energy as an input to all of this is an important piece that we explore. We also look at some biomimicry, um, which is just really understanding how elegantly nature has had eons to figure out really circular systems that don't ever result in waste, but rather use the output of one thing as the input for something else. And our systems that we create tend to be really linear, all ending in. Yeah, in that's one of the things that I remember life. that you yeah. told me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was yeah. using the word shit, you know, like I wasn't as good as you. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I, how can we do more of that? Um, and, then, but you, and then, but you don't have to do module two, you can just do module one and 
what I tell everybody is there's no way you can possibly decide whether you want to commit to the second module before you've done the first. So um, this is very much structured as a you figure out how to use this opportunity to serve you as best as it possibly can. And you're in the driver's seat of that. So each person is deciding what they want their journey with us to look like. It starts with module one, and then people can decide if and when they want to do module two. And some people do it immediately afterwards, and some people take a break, and some people don't do it at all. And so there's, there is no right way to do this because it is for each of us individually and paradoxically as a community. So, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let me ask you. Um, so I've already met one person who's done this and now she's a facilitator, right? Yes. So obviously she liked this, but what are the different, what are the different profiles that you get like what are like what happens after this that in your experience that you've seen I'm sure you've got different different mm -hmm. possibilities right so I heard two questions there the first was about profiles so I mean every walk of life um, students retired people professionals people really engaged in environmental circles people for whom they're just first dipping their toe in um, people with PhDs and people who have no secondary education. Uh, you already heard a little bit about the geographic and cultural profile. So the profile is about as diverse as you can get, which I really genuinely think makes us a stronger, better community. So I love that. And I love that I could pretty much guarantee that anybody that's signing up is going to encounter people that have very different perspectives than they do. <laughs> so that's good. That makes for a really, really rich conversation. Um, and then the second part of your question that I heard there was about what people, you know, what, what's transpiring afterwards, what, what's happening. So um, again, as unique as every individual, how things land for them and what that translates into in terms of action, everything from um, people reporting really commonly a lot of little shifts things like i completely changed my investment portfolio and got out of anything that wasn't um helping the environment and that was certainly detrimental to so things like that things like i'm changing where where and how i'm eating and where my grocery money is going um things like i'm um getting involved in regenerative agriculture projects that is a really big i think that we're going to need to feed ourselves and we're clearly feeding ourselves in ways that are really harmful to the earth right now and um, missing out on the amazing opportunity that the, the earth itself gives us it being a tool for sequestering carbon that we're just squandering by the way we're farming. And so um, we, we think regenerative agriculture is going to be a big, a big piece of this puzzle moving forward. Um, so a lot of people have participated in that and some, some people that are less rural are doing community gardens or just um, boxes. Uh, I've been involved in a project, I live in downtown Toronto, but I've been involved in a project with my lawn, or the, trying to get more native species and pollinators and things that are more productive and better to help the content of the soil. soil get more help get the carbon sequestration process happening 
and kicking in. Um, so that's exciting. Um, but any manner of things. And, you know, what I love about what we're doing in that first module is when you're exploring things that are as universal as we are, things like around how we think and how we shift our understandings about things, people are reporting all sorts of things. So a ton of things around what we're, you know, our central mission around the environment, but the number of things that people are reporting that have nothing to do with that, just in terms of my life is better. I'm a happier person. I'm a nicer partner. I'm a better parent. I'm a better boss at work because of the, some of these things. So, I mean, you can apply the things that we're talking about in terms of the three principles thinking, in terms of systems thinking, all of those things are so universal and so helpful that I don't understand why it isn't part of every school curriculum everywhere in the world. I mean, this feels like it's like learning the alphabet. You know, we all need this <laughs> skill set, and um, and and that's a that's a direct quote from a number of people. Like, why am I only encountering this now in like midlife? I, if I'd known this thirty years ago, my whole life would have been so much easier. Yeah, um, I find that really that inspiring too. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I think I think that you're very eloquent. Like I love the way that you speak. I could listen to you speak. Like <laughs> and you're very I think that you're very passionate. I really love the mission. I I hope that people that are, you know, uh, listening to this are gonna sign up um, and reach out to you. So hopefully you'll let me know how that went. And um, yeah, so I'm going to put everything in the description, people, if you uh, want more information, if there's something missing, please reach out to me, I'm going to be happy to forward the information. And that being said, Sarah, is there any like last words you'd like to say, because believe it or not, we've done our 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness, Um, that flew, I guess that adage about time flying when you're having fun. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, well, just that everybody is welcome. There are, there's no criteria. It's free, as we said. Um, there's a whole host of um, resources that are part and parcel of this experience that we provide as part of that free experience. Um, and really, the only criteria is that people can commit to the time that it's going to take to do this. It is a twice a week for eight weeks. It's a it's a big time commitment. In addition to some some um, things that we ask people to do independently and yeah. and and then we come together as a group and discuss those um so it is a, it is a big time commitment for sure but if people can make the time and um and agree to show up and interact respectively then um we want you <laughs> everybody's welcome yeah and guys yeah. i you know i was very surprised that she that they do everything they send you the books like at one point she was like okay I'm gonna send you this book and this book and this book and I'm like what do you mean you're gonna send me these books she's like yeah I'm gonna send you the books and I'm like well for free and she's like yes so like when we say it's free it's free so (laughs) it's literally just your time I think people get a little bit suspicious about that yeah. And so I want to just be really clear that we're really all of us that are involved in this, and there's many of us, it's certainly not just me, yeah. um, are so passionate about what we're doing and believe that so many of us will be well served by being exposed to some of these things, some of these tools that are not ours. None of them are 
are yeah. proprietary to common earth. These are all things we've bumped up against in other places. Um, but um, recognizing that the time commitment is already such a barrier for people, we just really want to remove every other barrier possible and make it as accessible to everybody that, as we can. So that's what that's about. Yeah, and I think that the thing that I came out of from our conversation is like you guys are creating an, a community. This is a this is a new thing that you guys are creating, and then after that, I think it's going to explode. Like for me personally, I I've been impacted by the three principles in this conversation, and I know, like I I know what happens once you clear out the thinking, the knowledge, all of that. And you can be in this space of fresh new thinking. Like I know what that does. So like the more people that you can reach that are, you know, that are focusing on earth and climate change, all of this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited also to see what's going to come out of that, you know, because it's like a pure space, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we definitely need some fresh new perspectives on where we can go from here. Um, so the more of us that are engaging in that process together and helping sort of support each other and motivate each other and um, spur on new ideas and spark new things amongst each other, the better. So um, yeah, the, the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me. And everybody else, I'm going to say, you know, have a fantastic day. And I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life that you want. And uh, I'll see you next week. Bye. Mm -hmm.